Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Friend of the show, friend of the station, Brian Kenny of MLB Network, kind enough to join us. One of the smartest baseball people there is. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning. Thank you. Nice to hear that. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we are doing very well here in St. Louis. We're intrigued. I don't know, Brian, if everybody is thrilled, but we're intrigued by what the Cardinals did at the deadline. What did you think of the additions of Quintana and Stratton from Pittsburgh and then Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees yesterday? Yeah, I didn't expect that. Um, but again, you know, uh, you know, I'm not watching the Cardinals on a daily basis, so I guess I'm not seeing the strain of the innings. If you look at their pitching staff, you know, the – the, the bullpen is pretty strong. Uh, starting rotation isn't the strength of the team, clearly, but it's it's pretty good at the top end. So I, I think you you know you just try to get better at the margins, especially a team that is uh, you know in a state of flux. Uh, I think all the teams in the National League wild card race are good teams. In the American League, it's um, it's a little more fluid. Uh, I think the Cardinals are a little you know underperforming a bit. And so I was surprised to see Quintana's uh, ERA plus was, I think, like around 120, which, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 118, 120, 122, which is, you know, for people who don't speak that language, that's park adjusted ERA, 100 is league average. 122 is quite good. It's not an all star, uh, but it is still good. And Jordan Montgomery is a little better than league average at 104. So you're talking about the solid starters, guys with ERAs in the high threes that can certainly give you quality innings. They're just not going to be your games, you know one and two starters in a playoff series. Brian, the Padres were obviously the big headliner yesterday, acquiring Josh Hader, and they got Josh Bell and Juan Soto in that massive deal with the Nationals. What did you think of their day? I think it was spectacular. And I, I, I know you don't want to you know, trade all your future for the present, but I think that what really tilts it is that extra year for Juan Soto. That's what changes it. It's, it's, it's not just this year and next year. If it was this year and next year, it would be a very different story. But it feels vastly different that you have this year, next year, and then the whole next year after that. I would, I would have, I would have, as they say, I would have sold the farm, and they did. Would have sold the farm to get that, and to get Josh Bell for this year. That's significant for the Padres in giving them some pop because they're a little light. They're a good. They're a nice fielding contact hitting team, base running team. They're a nice little team without Fernando Tatis. Uh, now they've got real power. And Bell was a big part of that. So I, I, you know, my, my summation the last two days on MLB Now, and I don't know why it, it, I had to start writing essays to figure this, but sometimes you think better when you're writing it, right? And I, I, I suddenly hit me. I was like, yeah, I really want Juan Soto, age 23 to 25. But he's in the 20, I think, fifth percentile in speed right now, sprint speed. He's 23, and he's quite slow. He's not a good fielder. He was Last year he was a plus fielder for the first time ever. This year, he's negative. Base running, negative. I don't want him for 14 years. I really don't. We've seen enough aging, you know, former hitting stars into their 30s. 
I don't want to spend 300 to $400 million for that. But do I want him for the next three years? Oh, yes, I do. And Brian, you're talking to an audience that watched Albert Pujols from 2001 through 2011. And we saw what we think is the best hitter of, of his era. And most observers believe that of the next era, Soto is the guy. Is For the next 10 years, is he the guy? Yes, no question. He is. His, his plate discipline uh, is, is state-of-the-art. It's the best in the game. His power and contact. I, I ran uh, the numbers yesterday or two days ago, again, for MLB Now, and I set the standards for contact, for power, and plate discipline. If you set them high enough, there's only two guys who do them all to state-of-the-art at the highest level, and that's Juan Soto and Mookie Betts. So he's like that package where he doesn't chase – so he's a good influence on your lineup. He waits for pitches to come to him. He, will, he leads the league in walks. He will take his base. But he also hits for contact, which is vitally important in the playoffs and in big at-bats when you just get the ball in play, hit the ball hard, and obviously hitting for some power. So, no, he's it. Like, anytime we run a, a historical board for guys through his age, he's up there with Jimmy X Fox, Ted Williams, you know, Mike Trout. Uh, the big boys. Hey, Brian, I watch MLB now a lot. It's on a, on MLB Network, 1 o'clock St. Louis time. Who do you think you debate the most? Or who do you, I, I won't, I'll say argue. Who do you argue with the most about baseball <laughs> at MLB Network? Hmm. I guess like, it depends on who's there. Now I don't have many arguments with the players, oddly enough. You know, it's funny. I've kind of made a swing um, some of my researchers call it a heel turn, you know, <laughs> where you become heel. But I've actually now that I've adjusted where, uh, again, I railed for decades about how are how is the industry not seeing baseball in its best possible light? How come you, how are they not seeing it pragmatically? And a lot of that started with like that, you know, a lot of the less sexy things are important, like walks on base percentage, those simple things. And I was wondering, how are we not doing this um, now? Now that we're all talking the same language, and the industry is, not only are we talking, you know, sophisticated analytics, but, you know, we're talking about stat cast measurements and everybody's hip to it, engineering your swing, engineering new pitches. So the players are leading the way. So now that we're talking that language, I do kind of go to a lot of, like, you know, grit, guts. This guy's a winner. This guy doesn't show up. I don't think this guy cares. And it sounds like I'm just, you know, becoming old school. But now that, we're, now that we know the measurements – What's what's next? What's extra? And a lot of that is what the, the old guys used to call makeup. So I do have these like arguments. Probably Joel Sherman is my number one nemesis now. <laughs> he's a friend. Me. You know, he's a good friend, but he will battle. He believes what he believes. And I, I often say, you know, we understand less than we think. And so I'm one, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm posing it there. I still will play, you know, the, the provocateur, the, uh, the devil's advocate saying, once you think you have something figured out, think again. Brian, uh, we always talk about winners and losers at the trade deadline, and we talked about the Padres on one end of the spectrum going out and having a sensational day. What's a team that you think had a disappointing day yesterday? Uh, I hadn't even thought about it in those terms. I, I, because there were so there were winners. They're big winners. They're like the the Mets won big, just working at the margins. The this, the Padres obviously won big. The Astros won big. Um, How about Milwaukee you know, not guess- getting a bat? Yeah, I thought Milwaukee was the one that puzzled me. Um, look, and also like Cleveland and the White Sox, you know, like the Guardians and the White Sox didn't do much. And maybe they don't think they need to, but they do. And uh, the Brewers, did they get better? Um, maybe, but you're, you're a division leader. I didn't get trading Josh Hader at this moment. 
I didn't get it. Uh, it just struck me wrong. And maybe, you know, again, I'm, they think through his crew. They do. Um, but I just that that didn't make sense to me. I don't think they're a stronger team. And why do that when you are holding off it? I, I think the Cardinals are better than the Brewers. And, and right now the, the Brewers have, have, are holding them off. Why trade your guy who is still like an elite strikeout guy? I know he got blown up last month in two, two uh, outings, but I didn't get that. Hey, Brian, uh, I kind of think as we look at this National League, this could be an epic playoff. I know we have the ex- expanded playoffs this year, but with the Mets, Braves, Dodgers, Padres, if you get to the World Series from the National League, you're going to have earned it. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I was thinking of that yesterday, too. See, great minds think alike. I was... Um, it's it's like a Champions League, really. It's an elite league, and maybe that's not good if you're, you know, the Marlins, or the Cubs, Reds, the Pirates, that sort of thing, and you, you know, the Giants have fallen to 500. But now that the Padres have bulked up, the Dodgers are still a super team. You know, I'm talking about historically a super team. They're so deep. Mets and Bra- uh, Mets have met have answered every call. Again, I mentioned like the, they made small moves at the deadline, but they got guys like Tyler Naquin, Vogelback. Uh, they just got good players t- who can platoon and hit well. They're going to be uh, a tough out. They, DeGrom just came back. If it's DeGrom and Scherzer, they're rolling over back-to-back. That's significant. And the Braves are a, still a very good baseball team that, that plays well together. Um, I don't mean to ignore the Brewers and the Cardinals, but I, I think those top four are just high-end elite. And I, it's, it's almost the same in, in the American League where you know Yankees and Astros are, are a step above everybody else. Brian, I want, uh, excuse me, I have one more deadline question for you. We were talking about disappointing and maybe head-scratching days yesterday. What about the Cubs? You know, they're in town right now playing the Cardinals, and it seemed all but certain that Contreras and Hap would be moved at the deadline, but they stayed put, and Jed Hoyer said that the Cubs were unable to find motivated buyers for those two. What'd you make of that? It makes no sense. I don't get it. Uh, you know, this is, and this is a guy who managed to trade everybody in one shot right. last year. Like, so it's not like uh, he's, he's just too tough, difficult to deal with. No, Jed can unload guys when he has to. And I, I don't get it. All, like Contreras is also, he's been hitting well all year. And so he, and by the way, he hits well most every year. Uh, teams lack that in their catching department. So I'm, it's, it's very puzzling. Ian Happ is also having a very good year. I know one thing, I, was, I watched, uh, we ran it on one of the MLB Tonight's that I did, and we had this the goodbye to Wilton Contreras, and it was so <laughs> heartfelt. Like, he felt so, I don't know if you guys saw that. We did, yeah. It, yeah, it, it was so heartfelt with the fans, and the fans were cheering him. They wouldn't let him leave the field. And I was thinking, why don't you just keep him? Like, you know, he loves you, you love him, he's 31. Why don't you keep him? So I don't know if they have in their minds, let's see the contract extension, but I, I, that might be the time to talk to him rather than let him, you know, get a whiff of free agency and and get you know nothing but a draft pick back. Brian Kenny, it's always great to have you with us on in St. Louis. Thanks so much for the time. We'll be tuned into MLB now, one o'clock afternoons on MLB Network, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you guys. Take care. Thank you. See you later. That is Brian Kenny of MLB Network. He's great. He's he is brilliant. He really. I is. don't agree with him all the time, by the way, but he's brilliant and has great arguments for everything he says. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. 
TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.